TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Sports Daily with Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Kester. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily, our thanks to Wyatt Thompson in the last hour, talking a little K-State hoops. Our thanks to Trey and Casey Filter, talking about their heroism at the KC Parade, um, stepping up in a big moment of tragedy and trying to make a difference. Appreciate them. You can listen to either of those on the Odyssey app. Also want to take a minute to uh, send our prayers out to Mike Kennedy. You might have seen yesterday the voice of the Shockers will miss games here for the first time in you know, more than four decades as he deals with a medical situation, um, dealing with the with the cancer diagnosis that he says he's, he's optimistic about the prognosis, but certainly going to be a long road for Mike. So, Mike, if you're if you're listening, uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And I know Shocker fans out there everywhere have been thinking about Mike. Um, just hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Cancer sucks. Uh, and rooting for a speedy recovery and a speedy return for the voice of the Shockers. Yeah, Mike Kennedy is Wichita State. That's just the way that it is. I mean, he's been doing this since before you and I were even on this earth, and uh, a true icon, legend, um, an incredible broadcaster. There's no other way to slice that. Um, And and just the longevity that he's had is is incredible. And so, um, of course, our thoughts and prayers go to, to Mike as he battles this. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, the prognosis is good, uh, but doesn't make it any easier. So, uh, yeah, echoing you, Jacob, uh, thinking about Mike today and, and his family, Sean, his son used to be a part of this show for a long time. Um, so to all of the Kennedys really, and to all the shocker fans too, look, I, Mike's not just a legend for Wichita state, which of course he is. He's, he's a legend in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. you don't do what he's done for as long as you have and not have most people in the industry know who you are and have some kind of relationship um, with you. But it's just it's really, really, um, you know, the, look, I, I think when these things happen, it's cool to see how much people appreciate somebody. And we just we certainly do with Mike. We're all we all have a relationship with Mike. Um, and so we want him to be back quickly and we want him to get better quickly and. Uh, we will certainly pray for that outcome. Tommy, it's been a strange week, uh, quite frankly, to follow things in sports. It's just like trying to sort of separate things out from what happened in Kansas City. And uh, it, it's just, you know, it's it's just wild to think that this has gone from 
I, I mean, can you believe if I told you the Super Bowl was like five days ago? Yeah, it seems like an eternity has happened since. Right? Then. Yeah. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I'm seeing that, you know, just a couple of things that have come out about the Chiefs. It's been hard to follow the Chiefs again because what happened in the parade. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he apparently texted Brittany, Patrick Mahomes did, on January 5th. Uh, a little 10-word ten, ten message. I decided we're going to win the Super Bowl. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. It just like that. It's I. I think sometimes we overplay that, like with Jordan and Brady, and now Mahomes. I think there are most athletes that are have reached this level think that way. It's just the fact that these guys can deliver on it, but it does add to the legend and the aura to hear stuff like that. It is funny. I. I mean, I think that. You know, for, I bet you Brock Purdy's wired the same way. It's just he gets to deliver on it. I think it has more to do with it, but it's it's such a it's such a cool thing to see stuff like that. Yeah, I, the s- other thing that the other thing that came out, I don't know if you saw um, the the GoFundMe that is uh, happening uh, that's gone on for the victim in the shooting, and and Taylor yeah. Swift uh, donated a hundred thousand dollars to the GoFundMe. Um, you know, just to obviously, you know, more stories and incredible things, you know, happening out of this. Yeah, to, uh, look, they she has been awesome for this entire thing. That's certainly awesome. And it, at first, it's like, well, why would she even say something? Well, why do you think, right? Because it that that is encouraging to the family to know that she's the one who did it. Like you, you that that adds to the emotion. I'm sure she'd love to just donate it and not say anything, but it it does help um, for them to know that they that people have the, the world's biggest star. You and know, she in, shouldn't in have to corner. explain herself. No, on, I don't think she will that, have you know to. What I, mean? I don't think yeah. she gives two rips. Right? Right. I don't think she cares. I think she's trying to do what the best thing for that family is, and that is the best thing for that family. I'm just yep. saying, you know, haters are going to hate, uh, I'm sure. But good for good for her, good for them. Uh, you hate the situation. Again, we learned that it was young people um, that, that that were involved here. It sounds like a dispute, which is, you know, it's a it's a slippery slope for law enforcement to say those things because they're going to get, you know, one, there's an investigation and they're going to get painted in a corner. And but it sounds like young people were in a fight is what it sounds like. Uh, And, and, you know, young people are always going to fight. Right. Young people fight. Young boys, especially are idiots. It's part of the reason we love football. Right. You line boys up and let them hit each other in an organized fashion. We're dumb creatures. We fight, except now. There are far too many young people fighting with guns, and we need to figure that out as a society so that these things don't happen. Just one of many issues, uh, but you know those are the things we learned yesterday. Uh, we're getting positive news, I think, from the hospitals on patients, um, and it's you know it's not like the damage wasn't done. It's just the ultimate damage wasn't done. So we'll continue to follow that. If there are any developments today with any of it, we will certainly. Uh, let you know away from the parade, Tommy. And it's been again. Apologize for any awkward transitions. There's no way around it uh, to talk about anything that has to do with the Chiefs, as this is looming. But we'll try. It is Sports Daily. It is a sports show, and we know that people like sports and don't like to think about the bad things all the time. So we're going to talk about some of the interesting things from a sports perspective. Uh, Legarius Sneed in an interview yesterday, Tommy. Uh, when asked what his message to Brett Beach would be, simply said, pay me, right? It was with uh, Kay Adams on her, I think, uh, like a video podcast that she does. She's awesome, by the way. Um, 
He just said, pay me. I think the intentions are clear there with him. You know, we wonder about and, – and we knew that, right? We expected that. He has not been paid yet in the NFL, um, and he certainly has earned to be paid. The, he is not going to be the player that gives the Chiefs the discount. We've all known that. We've all understood that. I just think people need a reminder sometimes when you think and you see parades, you know, the happy parts of parades and all these things and, you know, post post-game celebrations on the field that all these guys will never want to leave each other. And it's like, yeah, well, they will, though, uh, because they, they're they in this to get paid. And so, you know, he's not going to be the one. Willie Gay is not going to be the one. If there's any discount to be had, it will be Chris Jones. Um, so, you know, it will be Patrick Mahomes trying to rework a deal. It, it's just it's not going to be these young guys who especially have not hit free agency yet, Tommy, and that's – again, adds to the difficulty of the offseason for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with Legereus Need wanting paid. I don't have an issue with Willie Gay wanting paid. Uh, and the reason for that is because somebody is going to pay them. And if it's not the Kansas City Chiefs, somebody else will. Uh, so in, in that regard, I don't have an issue at all with Legereus Need saying pay me uh, to Brett Veach. I'm sure that from uh, an emotional point of view uh, and knowing that you're coming off back-to-back Super Bowls, Sure, he would probably love to stay with Kansas City. I don't think that's a question whatsoever. But yeah, like you mentioned, he hasn't been paid yet in the NFL and somebody will pay him. So in that regard, yeah, you do kind of have to separate out the loyalty aspect from the the financial well-being aspect. And I think that there are probably going to be a number of teams lining up willing to pay Legereus Need based on what he's done in his career and more specifically what he did over this last season. So if it's again, if it's not Brett Veach, somebody else will. I do hope it's Brett Veach though. So here's here's the interesting thing is and I haven't thought about this uh just in all honesty about there are other really good free agents out on the defensive market and we have seen in the past the Chiefs pass on their own guys for some others. Uh, Tyron Matthew jumps to mind, right, when they went with Justin Reed. And I just – so we we probably need to start thinking about that. So CBS put out its top uh, free agents here. Chris Jones, it lists first. Uh, Xavier, uh, God, got to stop with Xavier Sneed. Legereus Sneed is uh, at eight. And here's what's interesting about Legereus Sneed is he is, according to their rankings, behind Jalen Johnson of the Bears – um, he's really good. He's really good. But there will be other players. And then, you know, if I go elsewhere on the list, so I'm trying to – what I'm trying to do is know, like, Kendall Fuller is a free agent. Um, Stephon Gilmore is a free agent who would be affordable. I'm just trying to think of, like, what's the backup plan if they can't get Legereus Sneed paid. And there are some guys, but it's not, like, a tremendously strong because I don't think – you know, I, I would imagine Snead and Johnson are pretty close to what they get paid, so it's not like you can miss on Snead and then go get Johnson. So if you don't get Snead, you're either drafting somebody uh, or probably falling down to, like, Kendall Fuller. Um, you know, he, he had time in Kansas City. I, I, don't, I don't think that's what you want to do there, but there's not a good, solid backup plan to Snead. I, I don't think, Tommy. I think the pressure is there. I... I would I would give it like for me like an eight out of ten chance this deal gets done with Snead and the Chiefs. Yeah, and we're gonna see. I would say either Legereus Snead return 
or if that doesn't happen, that two out of 10 that you just said, they would probably draft a replacement. I, I have a hard time thinking that if Brett Veach is going to pay somebody in free agency, it's not going to be Legereus need. I, I, I just really don't think that he'll go out and try to find somebody else. Um, and, and because of that, I, I do think, and I don't know if I would quite go as high as eight out of 10 chance, uh, but I do think the chance is fairly high that Veach will try to at least do everything he can to re-sign Snead. Yeah, I mean, they have some depth. Rick points out he likes the depth on the team. I think the depth is okay. It's fine. I just, Legereus Snead, I, I don't want to discount the job that they did against top pass rushers this season. I, sorry, top pass catchers this season. Um, it, it's just, it, it is... It has been really, 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 really impressive. And it's, it's, I mean, they, they, I, I think that is the place you attack. Yeah, I think that you have to. And you can never have, to Rick's point, enough depth at defensive back. You just can never have it. There are some positions that you could probably get away with not having quite as much depth. And cornerback, you know, especially is a position that you can never have enough depth. And I do think that there were some players that, you know, in that secondary really did step up in big this year outside of the guys that we're used to talking about in McDuffie and Sneed. Um, I think Mike Edwards had a really, really good year. I think Jamari yep. Connor had a pretty good year, uh, you know, in reserve. So there were some def definitely some guys that came in off the bench that had meaningful snaps this year. And that's all well and good. That's great. You can never have enough of that kind of depth at that position. But if you want a premier player uh, and you want a, a great starter at the cornerback position, Again, like looking at the free agents that are out there, you know, like you mentioned, Jalen Johnson is really, really good. But why try to go and sign him on the open market when you've got Legereus need you could re-sign? Well, um, you, you, you know, then there well, are I mean, others that are out there. That, too. It doesn't make they're going to command the same sort of money, I think. Uh, right. So it, it just wouldn't make a lot of sense. Let me ask you this question. If you knew and this because it may be reality, if you knew you could only have one, you take in Snead or you take in McDuffie? Uh, well, right now I'm probably taking McDuffie because he's cheaper, right? He's no, on no, that, no, 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 no. Right? I mean, as a big ticket free agent. No, I'm saying oh, like if you oh, okay. only can pay one right of them. Now, if I had to no, pick no, no. one of if them, if you can only pay one of mm. them, which one would you pay? Man, as much as I love McDuffie, and as <laughs> much as I love what he does, uh, it, you know, Legereus Sneed has been around longer, so there's a bigger body of work from him. I think. Um, and, and not that I think there's going to be any kind of regression from McDuffie Trent McDuffie. He was really good last year. He I don't know was the really answer good. I don't know. That's really tough. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I think, honestly, if I'm being honest about it, I think Sneed will be more affordable just because the market will continue to go up. So if you do Sneed now, it might be able to be less than it would be for McDuffie two years or three. I can't remember when he's a free agent. I think it's two years from now. Uh, it might be three. But it's just it's hard to to guess at that. Um, I think that I'd like to have both, and I would take more swings at other places. Um, I, I'll give you a, there. So Josh Allen of the Jaguars is a free agent. Chiefs need a pass rusher. I, you know they're not, and and I only bring these names up because they are not opposed to going after big free agents. They have done it before. Uh, Brian Burns is a free agent. The Panthers stud rusher. Um, there's, uh, one of the two Ravens defensive tackles 
uh, who are who are highly touted is up there. Um, we mentioned Jalen Johnson, Danell Hunter for the Vikings. I know they'd love to have him back. How about Patrick Queen as a Willie Gay? So th- they don't. Here's the they don't put. Um, let me just look here. I don't think they even have Willie Gay listed in their top twenty-five, which is interesting. I think I would, which maybe that speaks to his market value. Maybe it'll be easier to get Gay done uh, than we thought it would be. That would certainly be advantageous and helpful. But there are other names out there. I think we kind of need to keep on the radar for the Chiefs because they've shown us before they may like pivot on on a plan, right? If they don't think Felix Anudike Uzama is coming along quickly enough, I wouldn't be stunned if they pivot and go as a, go for a pass rusher. I mean, look at what they gave Frank Clark, right, to try and get that. So th- there are a billion moving parts. I think that the left tackle is going to be their priority, and I do still suspect that Snead will also be a priority. He's so good against the run and the pass. That's what makes him so good, right? He's... He and McDuffie, and you heard this, like, as all-around corners, like, they're both great blitzers. They're both good against the run. They're both really good against the pass. I just, I think you, I think that's the easiest part of the foundation for your defense is to have that in play because they do sort of, you know, we know great pass rushers help secondaries, but great secondaries help a lack of a pass rush too, right? Like, it kind of works both ways, and, Boy, these guys just, like, you don't get all-around corners like this. Like, maybe there are better cover corners, but all around to have two of these all-around corner-type guys, that has to allow supreme flexibility for Spags. And that's why I just think, I think it's getting done. I think they're going to re-sign Snead. Yeah, the only knock, if I can think of anything on the Jarius Snead, is that he does get penalized, you know, at a decent clip, but he's also very aggressive. That's his style of play. And right. I think... Actually, I don't think I know this just based on the way that everything has gone. Uh, Steve Spagnola can live with that. He can live with the occasional penalty, Absolutely. you know, with Snead being aggressive because the the success rate of, you know, him covering the top receiver on the opponent's team. So I think that that's something that the Chiefs can live with those penalties. There are other penalties that this team commits that you can't live with. But Legereus Snead being aggressive, uh, I think that's one of them that you're OK with. It's a part of aggressive corners are a part of what Spags does, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I just think that making sure you have these two, it, it's so hard. I cannot imagine being an NFL executive and having to take emotion and just put it to the side and only think business. Emotionally, Chris Jones is one of our favorite players, right? Like emotionally, it is, I, I can't, picture the chiefs in this dynasty without chris jones he is he means so much to the community he's awesome and entertaining and thoughtful and all of these things he's one of the great defensive tackles we've ever seen but he's a little older right and so i can't fathom the job of having to say we're out of money we can't pay you anymore and it happens in every industry. Being a part of management sucks sometimes, and that's one of the things that sucks the most. But if you're prioritizing it for the future in the long-term future of the defense, I mean, he's just a little older. And so I really hope he takes a discount selfishly. I mean, I'll totally understand if he doesn't, but I kind of want him to because if I'm if I'm stacking it all up, 
you know, maybe maybe Chris Jones is more important to the future of the defense for one more year, but I don't think he is for three more years. I think those two corners are. I think that's your foundation. You've drafted your two young pass rushers, Karloftis, Felix Anudike, Uzama. Um, so I, I just think it makes the most sense to start with Sneed and then get to Jones. Again, for me, left tackle, Sneed, Chris Jones. That's the priority list. Then somewhere underneath that, maybe you know, 4A and 4B are wide receiver and middle linebacker. I think Sneed's, I think Sneed is a priority. Here's the thing. Chris Jones kind of missed that window to cash in. Uh, I think in retrospect, looking back on well, the I way mean, things went a year ago. Well, he has cashed in. He's cashed he in. Has, but but cashed in with one last large contract. He, he's going to get another contract, whether it's from Kansas City or another team. But it's not going to be like it was you know, potentially a year ago from Kansas City. And even then, it wasn't as we all know, as I mean, high as he wanted it to be. And that's Kansas City out. wasn't going to give him a deal. Right. But, you know, there are going to be teams that are going to offer him probably a three- or four-year deal, maybe maybe a four-year deal on the open market. I don't think Kansas City will go that long. But there, there are teams that would. But I think the issue is that because of what happened a year ago, and, and then, of course, watching his production this season where he was still good, but he wasn't great like we had seen from Jones in the past. You know, that, that opportunity to really, you know, get one more last really big contract is probably out the window. Um, he, I think, hated that situation last year. He was always very uncomfortable in it. Uh, he didn't achieve much. He got his bonuses, but you know the dollars didn't really change. I don't want to say he missed his window because he got his big payday. He wasn't going to be. A, he wasn't a free agent last year anyway. It's right. not like it's not like he had some opportunity that. But he, he did miss an up. opportunity. He did miss an opportunity to get locked in for a number of years at a at a higher are, rate. I don't you know? know. Are we certain the Chiefs had that offer on the table? I mean, that could have been the part of the reason he held out is because he was annoyed by that. I I don't know that that offer's ever been on the table. I, I would imagine that they'll try to do a deal uh, that's big in year one and has a team option for year two, which he probably won't like. So is there some compromise to have to get two years more of him getting paid a lot of money? I don't know. We'll see. I, I It's going to be tough. That's all I'll say. Unless he just flat is willing to take a discount. It's going to be tough. We say it all the time. Don't forget who's a free agent next offseason is all those offensive linemen. I can promise you they'll take priority. 869-1240, you can weigh in. Uh, we'll bounce around a little more in the sports world. We've got weekend college basketball for KU. You know, Tommy missed our KU conversation earlier in the week. Conveniently. Conveniently had a meeting <laughs> uh, the morning after that turd sandwich. Uh, so we will talk a little KU hoops when we come back on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. 
Uh, Caitlin Clark, how about the women's scoring champion? Uh, Lynette Woodard, I think, has something to say about that. But, man, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, how does that the work? the Logo 3. I, I don't did know, they not, Did honestly. they not count it back then, back in the 70s it and wasn't 80s? A, a, yeah, there was something. Uh, Jeff Lutz could inform us on this. I, I There was something about the official record keeping and whether it was like a sanction i don't i don't fully understand it uh, i just as we're giving the accolades very appropriately and it's awesome caitlin clark got to yeah. just get a quick little shout out to lynette woodard at the same time uh but really cool to see caitlin clark really cool to see her do it as a logo three uh, so much swag this is fun uh love 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 what she's doing for the game of women's basketball uh in the game of men's basketball tommy uh, you you ducked the segment. I'm still convinced you didn't have a meeting uh, on what was that Tuesday after KU laid that egg. Uh, it was really good timing on my part to not be here. Yes, for that. it was. Yes, it was to just totally get out of just, just a disaster in Lubbock. Uh, and now they get to come home. Uh, we'll see on the health of KU. We you know I talked to Shreyas Lada. I think you missed that one too, didn't you? Um, just, just, uh, yeah, you're just all, all the way from KU. <laughs> he, he wonders if there'll be any point where they just say, we have got to get healthy and then stop. And I hadn't thought about that. And it was an interesting scenario. I don't think they're there yet. Cause they're still very much in the mix to win the big 12. And we know how much that means to Bill self historically, but it might not be the worst thing to do, and that's what you know. Like, what what do you prioritize here? Do you prioritize making as deep a run as you can in the NCAA tournament? Do you prioritize trying to win a Big Twelve title? I think the you know the answer, the easy answer is to say, well, you do the NCAA tournament. But most of the time, teams aren't wired that way. Like, they set clear goals when it begins, and one of the goals they have is to win the Big 12. Well, that's still in front of them. It's hard to set that goal aside, so I'm not sure what they'll do with McCullough as he continues to nurse a sore knee. Well, it's a team that, you know, forever has always prioritized a conference championship. That's why they won so many of them in a row. But that doesn't mean that they don't prioritize the NCAA tournament. Uh, I just know that, you know, from a fan base perspective, there were so many years where, you know, they would get bounced in the early rounds of the tournament. And it was like, okay, well, you know, we won a Big 12 championship again. So really, that's what we hang our hat on, you know, for the season. That being said, you know, national titles, obviously, um, that's the crown jewel of all of it. So I do understand the thought process of trying to get healthy for the NCAA tournament. But I think you can do that without totally just conceding the remainder of your conference games. Like that's not, you know, the way that I think Bill Self would ever operate. I don't think that's something that would ever be on. But I do understand the importance and the priority of, you know, Kevin McCuller's health, Dewan Harris's health, all of that. You know, I haven't heard an update on Kevin McCuller and if he'll play tomorrow. But I mentioned it before that it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play this weekend because once that game is done, then they have a whole extra week to get ready for Texas on the 24th. They don't play again next week. They've got that entire week off. So then you're giving Kevin McCuller even more rest to get ready for the final stretch of Big 12 games. So it wouldn't surprise me if McCuller didn't play tomorrow. Again, I haven't gotten an update on that. I don't know if you've seen that anywhere, but it I wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play. Yet. I don't know about Dewan Harris. You know, he tried to gut through it on Monday against Texas Tech in Lubbock. You could tell he was kind of limited in that game. And, you know, 
I just kept thinking, you know, just go ahead and get him out, like pull him out of the game. You're not going to win the game. You know, just go ahead and sit him the rest of the way uh, and, you know, get back home and lick your wounds. So I don't know what the plan is for him either. But again, I don't think it's a terrible idea to really play conservatively tomorrow in Norman against Oklahoma just for the opportunity to then be able to give your team that much more rest and recovery leading up to the Texas game. McCuller had 21 in their last game against Oklahoma in that win. It was a 12 point win. I think um, I, I he'll be, I'd rest him. That's what I would do. I think you, I think yeah. you have to, you haven't been good on the road anyway. Um, I think I'd rest him. I, I just, it is hard, though, because if they pick up this road win, which they're totally – well, I say they're capable of doing it. They haven't – they've been obviously bad on the road this year. One of the worst teams in the Big 12, in fact, on the road. Um, just two in five there. It's not that Oklahoma is still in the mix for a Big 12 championship, even though they're just a game back of Kansas. They've certainly got more to go, but you've got that game in hand against Houston – and then Iowa State still has to come visit. I just, it's, man, it is right there, though. Like, it is right there for them. But you trail four teams. There's enough games on the schedule. I, I mean, it really comes down to, like, can Kansas go to Norman and beat Oklahoma without Kevin McCullough? If they rest him, can they go to Norman and beat Oklahoma? I'd like to say yes. But I saw what happened Monday. And I'm not sure how much better or worse Oklahoma is than Texas Tech. I think they're probably pretty similar. As far as just, like, quality of team, I don't think they're stylistically similar. I don't know if they can go to – I don't know if they can go to Norman and win without McCullough. I don't know if they can go anywhere and win without McCullough. So are you conceding the loss at that point? I mean, I think if McCullough is testing the knee because he didn't play Monday, so he's had a week. I mean, I think if he – I think if he can go – and the problem for us is we don't know the medical. We don't know the true medical. Can he play and not do damage? Is it a pain tolerance? Like, what are we doing here? Is rest going to help it long-term fix? Is it always just how does it feel that day? That probably has everything to do with it, and we're not going to know that because they're not going to tell us. And maybe it's as simple as that. If he feels like he can play, he'll play. But if he can't, he can't. He's not going to do any damage or anything. I I think it's complicated, uh, and we're trying to look at it simplistically, which is fine because that's all we can do. Yeah. I so looking at Bill Self, you know, he made some comments on Thursday where he did say that he was hoping that McCuller could play and Jamari McDowell for that matter uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, not sure of what that exact role will be or how much he'll play. But the biggest thing, honestly, I mean, for me, the biggest thing that Kevin McCuller brings when he's out on the court is he takes pressure off of Hunter Dickinson. That's the biggest thing. And I know that McCuller is a a great defender, and I'm not taking that away from him because that's important too. But we saw it on Monday when McCuller wasn't out there. That was one less threat for Texas Tech to have to try to lock down. They were able to put all of their efforts basically into Hunter Dickinson and keeping him from being productive. And Texas Tech did a really, really good job at that. And I would imagine that OU would try to do the same thing. Uh, if McCuller doesn't play. So in my mind, that's the biggest thing that McCuller brings to this team overall is that it's another weapon out there and it takes a little bit of pressure off of Hunter Dickinson. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I wish that Hunter Dickinson didn't need the pressure taken off of him, right? I wish he could just go out and dominate either way. I, I, still, I still don't know what this team is going to do about its depth problem. I mean, Bill Self said, we're tired, we're banged up. You're going to yeah, be can tired. You, do? you don't. You, you, that tired comes from not having any depth whatsoever. I, I, I don't know if Shreyas looked into this, but I, I, you know, everyone always says, and I know this too, but like, oh, Bill Self always plays with a short bench by tournament time. Not with his best teams, not this short. Just go look at those teams and how many minutes those benches played a year. Remy Martin, Silvio De Sosa, you know, some of these really, really good teams that have been there over the years, like the deep run teams. Like they have had about seven guys almost every time and and really like a sixth man that gives you significant minutes and playing time. They don't have that right now. They don't even have a sixth guy who can not mess things up, it feels like, right? Like it doesn't even feel like they have one guy to just give you a breather, much less give you production. And so when you're trying to get healthy – it's not like you can limit McCuller, right? Like if he plays, he's going to have to play 30 minutes because you just like you don't have anybody. It's a problem, and I don't know if yeah. it's a fixable problem. I just well, and I don't think about know. it. Think about it this way. So I went back to the team, the 2019-2020 the team, the one that was number one when the season got canceled because of COVID. And, you know, that was probably one of the best teams that – you know, Bill Self has had in his time at KU. And there was quite a bit of depth on that team. I mean, that was the team that had Devon Dotson and Yudoka Azabuke, but they also had David McCormick and Mitch Lightfoot and Oche Abaji. And Jalen Wilson was on that team. Dewan Harris was on that team. Christian Brown, Marcus Garrett. Like they had a bunch of players. And, and I know that not all of them had large roles that particular season, but Bill Self wasn't running a six-man rotation that season. 
I mean, you know, he had quite a bit of depth, especially in the front court when you had Udoka starting, and then you had guys like David McCormick and Mitch Lightfoot and Silvio DeSouza backing him up. Like there were, there was quite a bit of depth on that team. And that was one of the best teams that Bill Self has had. So we've seen this over the years. And, And you know what I was, I've been one of the ones that has said, well, Bill Self always tightens up his rotation once you get into conference play. And that is true. I'm not disputing that, but I'm not sure that I've really, I've really seen it to this extent. Well, and it's not because, and it's because he of necessity. It because he doesn't he have wants to, and he, he, he shrinks he it up because he can, he can't yeah. shrink it up now. There's not right. like, it's one thing to, to shrink it up because you're in a big moment and you just don't want those players out of the game. It's another right. when you can't take them out of the game. I, I, they're two very different things. And it, again, just look at those teams historically over the course of a season. They've had big minutes from other players. Now, in a championship game, when you're everything, you know, like, no, maybe not. Maybe you don't bring those guys in. But you still have the option to. Right now, they face this situation where it doesn't feel like they have any options. Like, it, it's wild. As, as somebody comes in off the bench and you just, like, grab the edge of your seat and you're like, okay, here we go. What's going to happen here? Like, what what can they do? And And that's... And I can't imagine the pressure those guys feel too. Um, you know, Parker Brown was never supposed to be that for this team, right? And and he's kind of been thrust into it. You've got the two freshmen, where you, you know one of the three star freshmen has really you know found his footing, and the other two have not. And then you know the elephant in the room of Timberlake, who has just not been a contributor almost at all. Arterio Morris was supposed to be. The person, I don't have any, I mean, they did that to themselves. They took a dumb risk with him, and it blew up in their face. So that's their own fault. I just, I think it's going to have to be one of the freshmen. I just think it's to the point now on February 16th where for those guys, their development comes this offseason. I, I don't know what could possibly this late just all of the sudden click other than maybe, you know, a conversation that says, look, We've got to have you. When you come in, can you at least give us maximum effort defensively? And and then we'll worry about the rest of it later. Just you have to come in and give us maximum effort defensively and don't do anything stupid with the ball on offense. No turnovers. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's I, easier said than done. I, I mean, well, you can ask I, but, him that. But, well, but I'm saying, like, if you, if you have them come off and be like, we do not need you to be hero offensively. We don't, even, we don't need you to do anything offensively, okay? And a part of that has to be Dewan Harris in those moments at least stepping up to become more of an offensive player maybe when those guys are in. But, like, all we need from you is to give us a short burst here, catch a breather. You have to go 100% effort on defense, and and whatever it is that you're going to do on offense, if you touch the ball, make sure it's not a turnover. And leave that part to these other guys. And Dewan Harris, when they come in, you're going to have to do something offensively for us because he's not going to. We don't want him to. In fact, we're going to like put put a leash and say no. Like don't even wor- like don't worry about that. I mean, maybe you can get a freshman to click that way. I d- I'm not sure. And then maybe the rest comes with it as they're more comfortable. But you know why I have an I, I think I have a hard time believing that will happen, and it, it, it comes back to the reason why Bill Self typically, when he has the choice, doesn't play freshmen down the stretch. It's because he's tried to beat that in the brains of freshmen, probably for his entire career, and it usually doesn't work out. So I know it's a matter of necessity right now for him. 
I just have a, I have a hard time thinking that it's going to actually work. Well, remember too, though, the Bill Selfs. I mean, the, I think the reason his teams always get so much better by the end of the years it is because they get so much better defensively, and sometimes that has to happen with young players. I mean, I, it, you know, that young players it takes a little longer for them to buy in defensively. That's why Greg Marshall's teams were always so good. He always had a lot of older players that were fully committed defensively, right from from lockstep, and so maybe that maybe that's the growth spot. It's going to be tough. They play this weekend. Uh, they, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough down there in Norman. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we've talked K-State at length. We've talked KU there at length. We'll go back to Wichita State last night and look ahead to Sunday when we return on Sports Day. All right, welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily. Uh, real quick recap. We talked Shockers off the top there, but I uh, want to hit it again. Just a unbelievably disappointing outcome there at East Carolina. I, I don't know. You know, we can still look at it and say, yeah, they're going to have a chance to win tournament games. That's fine. Um, I, I, now now it's about, like, what what is the future here? Like, what, what are we doing? What's happening in the NIL space? What... You know, if these aren't the players, what are what players are coming in here? What we do know is that this is not going to work. This is not going to work for long, right? And and I just go back to how much heat we took for saying, what are our expectations in year one? Are you going to be okay if Wichita State struggles out of the gates with a new head coach? And everyone said it was such a ridiculous thing to wonder. And I'm like, do you still feel the same way now? There are teams all over the country that have new coaches that don't start this way, but it's always such a massive risk to do it. And I'm not saying it wasn't the right decision. I'm not saying Paul Mills isn't the right coach. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying the risk is always there. Are we okay with it now? Are we okay with waiting a year? Is this okay? And that only matters. And yeah, it'll be okay if it turns around next year. What's it going to do to turn around next year, Tommy? That's, I, I mean, I don't know. What's made it really difficult for me is, you know, it's a, a game by game roller coaster. It really has been basically the entire season, but really, especially once that tough stretch of game started, what, right before Christmas, early December, uh, where it's been like, you know, one game is encouraging and then the next game is not. And then even if they're not winning, in some cases, they're hanging with the teams, but they're not getting it done. Do we feel encouraged about that? Are we critical about that? Then, you you know, you've got teams that are at the top of the conference that you have really competed well against. And you're like, OK, like the, the talent is right there. They just need to get it all together. They're right on the verge. They're knocking on the doorstep. Those growing pains are going away. And then another egg is laid. And so it's just been these, you know, peaks and valleys. And I know that that's the way it, it is all the time uh, with basically any program in America. But that's not what we've experienced really here at Wichita State in a long time. Even when, you know, things were not great by traditional shocker standards, they still weren't this like major crazy roller coaster that we're experiencing right now. And that's what makes it number one, really frustrating, and number two, really hard to assess and be able to say, okay, like, where are we right now? Where are we going? Like, that's what, you know, you said 
that you're not saying that Paul Mills is not the right choice, but do we know for sure that he is? I don't think we know any of that right now. And they played almost a full season of basketball. Yeah, what sucks is, right, like, of course it's too soon to make any sort of, like, long-term proclamations about yeah, what, because it's year one, but I, I expectations matter is all my all I'm saying. It is never, never going to be okay for Wichita State to be two and ten in the league in any year. I don't care what the circumstances are; that's never going to be okay. Not going to be. So, it is a massive failure this season. Now. What does next season bring? And what's out there? And those are the things I want to know. We'll talk to Kevin Saul about it Monday. Like, what is being done? How does NIL look? Like, what are the what's the likelihood they're going to be able to bring in some players or whatever it's going to take because this isn't good enough? And, I, I mean, it's just not. It's not in any year. I don't care if it's first year. I don't care if it's the last year. I don't care if it's the middle of the year. I don't care if players are hurt. Being 2-10 in, in this league for this program is never going to be okay. I, I can't. I mean, I wasn't here for any time when it was like that, but since I've been, like, no chance. It's too important to this community for this team to be good. They are too set up for success for this to be happening, period. End of story. They have great facilities. They have one of the best fan bases for college basketball that exists. Not not going to work. Not okay. So they didn't go to Charlotte and get a win on Sunday. Um It would become their biggest win of the year if they can do it. We've seen them go on the road and get close. Can they get over that hump? We'll find out. You're going to hear that game. 10 a.m. coverage begins on KEYN Sunday at Charlotte. We'll tell you what else is coming up on the networks when we return on Sports Daily. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 